Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We're back here after uh, the great post-game sparring session that we had. Um, it was a, if you didn't tune in, uh, we had quite the spirited debate um, where I think Steve Sipple feels like he got the victory. Over Robin Washington and I. Think I. The people feel that way. It doesn't matter what I feel. Um, the, the um, I no, it was not. It, I, I thought it was civil. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. You took a firm stance, and a lot of people, I think, appreciated that. Can't we? Yeah, we can go at it, can't we? Of course. It's gotta be so no fun shows if we for. can. If we all had the same opinion, it'd be boring. Oh my god. I really agree with you, Robin. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to piggyback off what Steve said. <laughs> going back to the uh, bad big red, big big red wrap up guest from our twenty, like the guy that doesn't, you know, just gets totally taken over by the other guest, and and you're just kind of like the secondary guy. You're like, God, I just everything he said so good. I disagree with everything he said, but we we didn't agree. Piggyback. But I will but. say to give Steve Sipple a nice pat on the back. Wow, Sean. Um, the head coach Matt Rule. I mean, a lot of the things that Sip was angry about. Post game, what he wrote about, which got tons of views here on Husker Online and uh, his post game column. Matt Rule thought his team did not show up for the fight. And I think that's the most disappointing thing about that game. When you go back and look at how Nebraska lost that game, they, 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 no one's saying they should have beat Michigan, but they didn't show up. And, and that's the challenge now this week going out to Illinois on a shortened week. Yeah. Now he, I mean, he, he, he said a lot about that subject today. In one breath, he said they it wasn't that they didn't play with fire. In another breath, he said we just did we didn't attack. There's a mindset. They didn't have an attacking mindset. And that's what I tried to say afterwards. And I thought his key quote was this: "We this is straight from Rule Monday. We have some really good players who are going to play in the NFL. They didn't show up against Michigan. They didn't show up." He said, that's not calling anybody out. That's me giving them confidence, like we slash they can do it. There's a big difference. He said, we have guys on our team who can wreck a game. I want to see them wreck a game. Michigan had some guys, and he said he said also that Michigan has those players, and they wrecked the game. I mean, they have NFL guys, and those guys showed up. He wants his guys to show He wants his NFL guys to show up. So that's all. That is really what I was trying to impart. On um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to, but I thought it from the start. I mean, I thought, I thought when Michigan was picking up those third and shorts and fourth and shorts easily, that that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen on your home field. He said that too. He said, "Hey, we're, I, I don't, I want, I don't want guys who who accept getting beat forty five seven on their home field in front of their mom and dads." That's mm-hmm. that's all I was trying to say. Yeah, I think he was towing the line between saying not wanting to say that his team didn't come with fire and, and thinking that they could win, but also admitting that guys, when it came down to it, were almost too scared to make mistakes. Right. Like they were too worried about doing the wrong thing as opposed to going out there and attacking Attack. and doing the right thing right. And, and just kind of inherently playing football. And so that goes back to this whole conversation we've been having seemingly for 10 years now about Nebraska believing the players believing they can win and playing like they believe that they can win and not having this thing when the first thing goes wrong like he, he pointed that fourth down and, and won when harburg was stuffed at the at the line of scrimmage that kind of set the whole tone for the rest of the game it did everybody was stood up they were like reacting to michigan as opposed to pushing forward the six inches or whatever to knock anybody half down a yard to a yard yeah. to to get a critical first down and potentially change change the momentum of the game think about it. one thing sean one more thing Think about it. I mean, I, when they lost to Minnesota, we weren't. Cri- I wasn't critical. You weren't because they fought. They, they flew around and fought. Colorado too. Outside yeah. of that last quarter, yeah, 
Yeah. I, no, they did, though. They came to play those games. Learning how to win, though, is yeah. the skill that's been lost here. I, they haven't I had guess. a three-game win streak since 2016. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And all your veteran guys have lost a lot of games So for a long time. Just the discipline and the mentality it takes to win when you're supposed to win and to win when you're not supposed to win. Mm-hmm. And and Nebraska and there's just a there's a press there's a pressure on guys at Nebraska because there is a bigger microscope. There are teams that lose like this. Don't they're, they're like the Chicago Cubs. I mean, the microscope right. on Nebraska football, you know, right. is huge for a team that hasn't really won much. Right. And the fans still show up. That's why I use the Cubs as the example. The fans still go to Wrigley. They still have lots of coverage, even though maybe the Cubs haven't won at a level in a, in a while. And Absolutely. that's how Nebraska football is. I right. Mean, and they've got to figure out how to win. I mean, they've got this great thing with the facilities, the stadium, the support. And I think the players feel the pressure to live up to it. But sometimes it feels like that pressure backfires at times. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one good example would be Northwestern getting clubbed by Penn State. I can use it as an example in two ways. They Okay, they get beat by Penn State 41-13. to 13. They don't have – you know, the head coach there doesn't have 27, 27, 35 reporters show up mm-hmm. on Monday to keep asking questions about it after they did on Saturday, too. And then, on the, now, on the other hand, you can use Northwestern as, the, as an example that did show up and throw the first punch at Penn State. Now, they, got, they lost 41-13, to 13, but they were up 7-zip. Uh, um, it was 10-10 at half, and, and, and their coach was pumping his fist on the sideline. They showed up. They showed up to play. Um, but you're right, Sean. Now, Rule, though, Rule's really good today, by the way. And he pointed out kind of what you pointed out. We have all these facilities. We put all this energy into it. We want our guys to play commensurate, to play at a level that's commensurate with that in- energy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're looking for. And, and right? if that pressure is too much, don't come to Nebraska. Don't come to a school like Nebraska. <laughs> sure, I mean, yeah. seriously. No, like, absolutely. They, like, you want all these amenities and all this celebrity that comes with being a Nebraska football player. Well, that's part of the territory mm-hmm. where you're going to have that microscope. Absolutely. And you want guys that embrace absolutely. that, that thrive yeah. under that spotlight. And, right. you know, I think that's kind of where, why Rule was calling out his, his NFL guys or guys with NFL aspirations. You think it's hard now. Oh, Wait till you get to the league, and all yeah. of a sudden your job's on the line each jobs and every week. Right. Literally. Oh, yeah, well, 100%. A Co- couple of things to get in open headlines here um, personnel-wise. No Luke Reimer this week. Um, left the team hotel Saturday last week with a, some sort of an infection. Uh, so they've already ruled him out. He will not be on the travel roster this week. Deshaun Singleton, knee injury. It's not a season-ending knee injury, but it's going to be a several-week injury. There's seven weeks left in the year. Mm. Um, for Nebraska, seven games over eight weeks. So the question now with Singleton is, when is realistic? Could he even get himself back for? You know, now the Marquise Buford discussion gets interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, I know they want to keep him at four, but once we get to game nine, and this is game six, like, does Buford kind of put himself back out there? Did, Rule was not asked about Buford today. No, because well, he's already said the, the goal is to get him out there for the final four, but... Does this change that discussion? I don't know. I don't know, but they were a little bit in scramble mode on Saturday. I mean, they had to play Tommy Hill at corner the whole game mm-hmm. pretty much after Singleton went out, or much of it, and they moved Newsom to safety. Lyman played his most – Robin had a great stat on yeah, Tamon so, Lyman. Uh, Tamon Lyman played 45 snaps leading up to that game. In his entire career, he played 41. So he surpassed his Lyman. career snaps in one game out of necessity. And then Kobe Bretts, same deal. I mean, he'd play just like mop-up duty end of the game, and he ended up playing like over 30 snaps. Brett's at game. safety, line him at corner. Right. Right. I, I, I cheer for guys like Lineham because he's been in the shadows, but I think he's pretty good. I mean, I think he's just a guy that's kind of, you know, he was held back a little bit by injury, but I've always liked him, and I, and I kind of wondered. He stuck in there, and now it's, now it's paying off. Well, in that COVID year hurt guys like him when yes. these players came back for six years. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. They did hurt guys I mean, like Deontay that. Deontay Williams and Desmuke. I mean, they they had like ten years here longer than some coaches had. I mean, several coaches. Yeah, they were old guys. I mean, they were literally family guys. I mean, <laughs> they had kids. Yeah, they had kids. Dads. Yeah. The reliability they brought, you know, took great away opportunities. But 
Lots to get into here as Nebraska prepares to go see our good old friend Brett Bielema and his Illinois team that's struggling. We're going to get into that matchup next more here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sipple. Um, before we get into offensive headline storylines here heading out to Illinois, uh, this segment brought to you by our proud sponsor, Caldera Lab. Um, it's a great regimen to take care of your face. Uh, taking care of your face is one of the most important things. You brush your teeth every day. Uh, daily skin care maintenance makes all the difference, helping you look younger. Uh, you, you don't want to go back to that 20- or 30-year reunion simple looking like an old man, do you? Here we go. Here we go. I mean, you, And, yes, I brush my teeth every day, Sean. You want to go Sometimes back to that? Twice. You want to go back to that reunion and be like, "God, Sip looks better now than he did ten years ago." Uh, this is going too far. Does he but, age? <laughs> <laughs> he must be using that Caldera Lab stuff. They've been advertising on the Husker Line Show, but ninety-four uh, percent of men have shown um, to look overall younger. I've been using it now for a few months. Great product. Almost can't really go without it in the morning. I feel like your faces feels refreshed, ready to roll. Uh, we got a great special for our Husker Line users. Visit calderalab.com to receive a 20% off code uh, by using promo code Husker. calderalab.com, promo code Husker to receive 20% off Caldera Lab. Great product. We use it here on the Husker Online show. Robin's getting hooked up with it, by the way, here soon. Um, and, and we'll get Robin's take on it. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll end up looking like Benjamin Button here in a little bit. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you... The- the movie, the guy that reverse ages. Okay. Sean's but, looking like Brad Pitt. No. <laughs> Minus the hair. All right. Well, let's get into the offensive um, storylines for the week. Let's get right into the quarterback discussion because it just has the feel. Now, they're not going to say who's going to start, but Heinrich Harburg, I think just if you're just like the outside looking, you know, they'll go with Harburg again, but not so fast, my friend. I think the the ball is rolling a little bit more to get a look at Jeff Sims this week, especially if he's back up to full speed. And Matt Rule said he practiced really well on Sunday. Yeah, you, you might be right there. I, I, it would, man. But wouldn't it surprise you if on Friday night he would started the game? Wouldn't it throw you for a loop? The thing that I look to is the, the schedule part of it. I mean, if you're going to go back to him, give him a bye week, you know, to prepare to be the starter and just kind of get that that page turned back uh, if you're going to make that type of decision as opposed to do it on the fly on a short week. I think you stick with Harburg again, and Sims will be ready if he's needed because this is going to be Harburg's first road game. I mean, the first time he's actually experienced road hostility and <laughs> the, the same type of, well, not the same type, but a similar experience to what Sims had his first two starts. So if nothing else, you're leveling the playing field as far as that competition is concerned to where okay. you can evaluate how Harburg responds to the road atmosphere, and then also it gives you the opportunity to, if you do make that change back to Sims, you have a whole two weeks to prepare and get the offense suited accordingly. Yeah, just I just don't know. The longer you go with Harburg, the harder it's going to be to even think about going back to Sims. Absolutely. So that that's that's because if you're in your heart of hearts, think Sims can still maybe do more, but at the same time, Harburg's getting better every time he plays. Yeah, he wasn't like, the problem on Saturday. He, he graded out – fair on pro football focus i i like the little slant game he got going i mean because uh-huh. jeff sims wasn't doing that in his start so there's some things that he's getting better at that i think have complicated this discussion i think they're equally good runners i do too i don't think it's complicated though i think it i think that harburg has shown in three games that he that you stick with him i don't know why you'd mess with it at this point mm-hmm. It could just, be, it could just be a deal, too, where they want to keep that competition going to where, yeah. you know, the, just to keep the intensity level in the room. Those Absolutely. guys don't get comfortable. And so internally, Harburg might be the clear-cut guy. But publicly, they're going to say, oh, it's still open. We're going to let these guys keep battling it out. Yeah, I get that. Now, now the, now the thing that would change a mind, like my mind, is if in practice it's, it begins to swing Sims' way 
noticeably. But if it's if it's pretty even in practice, which is the way rule portrays it, why mess with it? Mm-hmm. I mean, why mess with it? Yeah, especially – I mean, he was throwing it around. Well, now, Michigan took away a lot of the run stuff. Um, Harburg had very limited runs, very limited scrambles, and that's going to be what you see a lot of the Big Ten. I mean, the defensive end play, the edge play, is going to be much more elite than Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech. Oh, God, yes, and you saw it against Michigan. I wonder – I don't know – I mean, we're doing this on Monday. I haven't fully digested Illinois yet. I don't know what they have it in on the mm-hmm. ends. I imagine their defensive line's all right, although their defensive numbers are horrible. I mean, they're in the hundreds in most of the key defensive st- categories. I don't know what the – I can't – I mean, again, it's Monday. I haven't I, – I can't explain the drop-off. Well, they lost their D coordinator. Yeah, that's true. Ryan that, Walters. Yeah, now a head coach. Right. And they lost a bunch of NFL draft picks. Three guys in the secondary were drafted last so, year. I still think that their defensive line is good. The problem is that teams are just able to throw all over them right now, so they're, they've been limited with what they can do to impact a game. Okay, a couple things I want to hit on here. Running back, do you think we see Josh Fleeks at least get a few more reps, or is it going to be a heavy dose of Anthony Grant with very light bites of the other guys? That's what I think it should be. Um, I think it should be heavy dose of Anthony Grant. With well, That's a good way to put it, light bites. Get him in there. Get those other guys in there. Now, will it be Fleeks or Quentin Ives? I don't know. That I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe Fleeks earned some time with that run. Again, you just want to know how much how much of the playbook does he understand? Fleeks um, does he understand, understand pass as well protection? as anybody? Right. Well, he's running. I mean, he changed positions. That's the thing. I mean, was he learning? Was he studying the running back stuff at receiver? I, I can't answer that. Um, how was he in pass protection? I don't know. I, I just think it's heavy dose of Grant. That's what I think. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, and you, he didn't play Grant. When did he come out of the game? In the third quarter? Early. At the 11-minute mark of the third quarter, pretty much. Yeah, so you got to wonder. You know, there's no sign of any sort of injury thing. So you just wonder if they were like, hey, you know, we need you for the long haul. We're not going to get you beat I, I up wonder, in a 38-point yeah. loss. But that the question is, you know, with Fleeks and then Emmett Johnson, I think Ives is a, a distant Fourth, must be right now. Rule said as much today. He said he's still got a long ways to go. Oh, We're just learning the, the talent is there. The yeah, they love him physically, but he's just got to get caught up. Like they weren't planning on playing him this year. Think they, about he was going to redshirt. Think about throwing Ives in, against Michigan. Mm-hmm. Your, fir- your first game, and you're risking totally setting the guy back. Total. Yeah. And so it's going to come down to Fleeks and Johnson, and I think both of them showed some flashes. But I think they like a lot of what Fleeks does. Just not only with his. Speed as he showed on that one run, but just that veteran presence. Back Twenty-four. There. They they and they really need that. Turner Corcoran will be back at left tackle. He was out briefly. We got to see Prohaska. All three tackles struggled against Michigan. Eight. Um, the tackles allowed eight pressures on thirty pass dropbacks, and not every dropback's a long hold the ball dropback. So uh, that's got to get better. Uh, but Corcoran will be back in there, and you know Prohaska struggled too when he was in there. I mean, it wasn't. I think there's this, you know, I just think the notion is, oh, Prosco will just solve the world. It, 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 no one's doing that. And I think it's really to the point now at tackle, run something that complements what you have. You can't try, and, and Rule said that as much. They can't drop back 30, 40 times and expect to win. Their tackle play is not good enough. No. Nope. Nope. I mean, they've got to figure out a way to win with what they have on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem is when you can't run, especially you can't have the QB run the way they didn't have against Michigan that really limits you with what you can do offensively because right now their passing game is still pretty much non-existent God Harvard threw for a career high 199 yards that's that's what you're talking about God bless this schedule seven weeks in a row without a ranked opponent did the research there's never been a time in the history of the Big Ten Nebraska's played seven weeks in a row without a ranked team wow seriously wow well I mean it's pretty hard to do <laughs> think, that's true think about like how crossovers get moved around right, yeah, yeah. think about I mean the do. league schedule used to only be eight games right. now it's nine yeah. um, that's amazing so in 2012 the last time they won the west they played six weeks in a row to close it out against no ranked opponents and they yeah. won them all okay how about that yeah you know they lost to Ohio State that year okay but then they the, they played a ranked a team that would have been the set if it was Michigan. Michigan okay. was ranked twentieth. Okay, uh, but twenty twelve they went six weeks in a row. They've never gone seven weeks in a row. Now Maryland or Wisconsin could be ranked. Yeah, but Maryland's going to take some hits here soon. I would think so. God, that's amazing. So enjoy. I mean, I guess enjoy it. 
I mean, there's a part of me that says, why, why enjoy that? You, you want to play great teams. But the, you saw what happened when they played a great team. Well, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, just link, thank your lucky stars. It's not Ohio State or Penn State as your mm-hmm. other crossover. Well, on the previous staff, I think they even knew if they were – like this was the schedule right here. This was the opportunity yeah. if they could get to this, this point. A, yeah. And even last year's schedule was manageable. I keep saying it, and Sean keeps saying it. It will never, ever again be this easy It will n- in, in our lifetime. Seven weeks in a row without a ranked team. It will never be this easy again. Never. Because so, Wisconsin's down, Iowa's quarterback's oh, out for the yeah. year. We'll hit on all that next, but let's talk defensive okay. storylines in our next segment. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Before we get into some defensive storylines, the show and segment brought to you by CHI Health Clinics. Uh, we're proud to be uh, partnered with CHI Health here all throughout the football season. They're sponsoring all of our shows. And one of the things I wanted to tell you about uh, was CHI Health's walk-in urgent care clinics they have three right now in lincoln uh one on 40th street right between normal and van dorn their newest location right on 40th and yankee hill road and then 84th and holdridge area as well and the great thing about these and they have 16 total in omaha council bluffs lincoln grand island and Kearney. they're open seven days a week 8 a.m to 8 p.m you don't need an appointment you just walk in i have had to use it multiple times and you know especially on a weekend you want to get seen by a doctor you want to get a um, prescription so you can attack the week before monday uh they have bailed me out my family out a few times where you get that sinus infection or something comes up my daughter cut herself um, one day we had to go in and get it taken care of uh, we went on a sunday night at 7 30 we were out of there within 30 minutes home uh ready to start monday so great great thing chi health check them out at any one of their urgent care uh, locations uh, where they have uh, a lot of resources and things they offer for a complete list. Go to chihealth.com slash priority care uh, to check out all of their priority care slash urgent care clinics. Thanks again to CHI Health for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. All right, guys, let's talk defensive storylines for Nebraska this week. And no Deshaun Singleton, no Luke Reimer, and Cam Lenhart. We haven't, we haven't seen him play in weeks. So a lot, lot of things up in the air as they get ready to load the plane for the first time since their game out at Colorado. Yeah, a lot of things up in the air, including their confidence. I mean, you, well, I, that, I'm assume, I shouldn't assume that, but I, you would think maybe the confidence took a little bit of hit against, against Michigan. I mean, I, the, those conversations can get kind of uh, complicated, but – not having Reimer, not having Singleton, it, as Rule mentioned, is very significant. Um, so you just got to see it. it, it we, we mentioned it. We mentioned the defensive backfield. We should also mention the linebacker crew. It you know puts a lot of heat on Bullock, John, on on Javin Wright, and uh, Nick Henrich. Those are the guys now. I mean, and they have to be. Well, Bayer's an inside linebacker now, too. That's right. Thank you. They moved Rule him from Jack. That. Yeah, yeah, they moved him from Makai Bayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what? They have the guys. Those are all pretty good players. They're not Rhymer necessarily, but I don't think the I don't think the drop off is that steep. They they happen to have some depth there. Probably the Singleton injury is a little. I mean, they don't have. I mean, what the way Rule talked about it today is, it doesn't seem like they they have another Singleton. No, that was a big. They don't. They they were using him in a way that they don't have another guy that they can use that way. So that was he big. played like a linebacker safety ish role. I mean, right. he was he was not your typical DB body. Yeah, and no no knock on Phelan Sanford, but he's your starter now. 
And there's a significant just size difference. Yeah, he's not as big. Right there. And so you got to come down pop. He has to do different things than what they were able to do with Singleton. And that was a big impact on their run defense. I mean, he he was one of their best in-the-box safeties. Mm -hmm. And not having him out there, um, it was notable for sure. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk defensive storylines you know, Illinois' offense, guys, great matchup for Nebraska. They, they struggled, what, one or two third-down conversions last week? That was it? Mm. Uh, two for 13. Uh, Illinois against Purdue was two for 13 on third down. I mean, this has a chance to be a kind of an ugly game if both offenses can't convert third downs. What's well, the West? I mean, it's the Big Ten West, so it has a good chance to be really <laughs> ugly. Odds uh, are. has <laughs> really uh, almost a surefire bet to be ugly. <laughs> I mean, the, it is like in the final year of the West, it's, oh, it, 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 it just hurts it to see it look this bad. It does. I mean, it, it, it was a competitive division. I mean, Wisconsin, I, I mean, there's some good teams, but Iowa's quarterback's out for the year. Minnesota is kind of a mess right now. Well, I'd say shaky. Shaky. They're yeah. not. They're not. I wouldn't mean, say mess. But yet. they play Ohio State and Michigan. Mm-hmm. They got <laughs> they have, a schedule. They got. Hey, 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 hey! Minnesota plays Michigan this weekend. Now we'll see what that looks like. Like That's who wins weekend. the West right now? Seriously. It's, it's, it's I'd say. Open. Don't we just got to say Wisconsin right now? Haven't they looked the best out Maybe. of the, the running backs out there? You know, Iowa's looked Chesma best, Lucy. but now they just lost their starting quarterback. Right. So their offense was already limited now what's that picture going to look like they returned a punt and scored a defensive touchdown they I mean, won like iowa the student section were they really chanting like fire brian ferentz that's mean, what reporters were tweeting they keep their four and one. i mean they keep winning though I like know. it just it's just amazing i mean i get it they're like, four and one they have they're a style they play yeah it's not conducive to offense no no <laughs> well it could be i mean they just don't have the players i mean they drilled kentucky in a bowl game they did yeah, so maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Iowa. Maybe it's just Iowa-Wisconsin. I, I, think, I, I think across the board talent, Iowa's the favorite. Okay. But that quarterback situation, oh yeah, that oh, shakes yeah. things up. Every week Michigan State loses, and that's the East team, but Nebraska goes up there. I mean, that game gets more and more fa- favorable. You just wonder what Michigan State's going to look like by the time Nebraska goes up there in November. And that's going to be a weird game, too, because that's going to be their senior day. That's their last home game because they gave up that uh, home game to play in Detroit. Right, so like, but that comes off November fourth, senior day. Penn State, Michigan State, and the silver and the silver. Do they call it the Silver Dome still? No, no. it's something else. It's Ford Field. Ford yeah, Field. Ford okay. Field. Silver yeah. Dome. Silver Dome. <laughs> I think they demoed. I think this that's stuff. a long <laughs> way. Silver Dome. <laughs> I don't know. Silver Dome. <laughs> the Metro Dome. So, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how the West is going to shake out. Now, Michigan State, by the way, just to defend them a little bit, they did push Iowa in that game. I mean, they were they showed up and they were ahead late in the third quarter. What's the resolve going to be, though? Right. Their collective announced they're stopping paying players. Yeah. Thirty to thirty-five players under contracts done. They just stopped. So paying. imagine last year, Frost gets fired. ABM was running the collective back then. They just said, we're not paying Trey Palmer and Casey Thompson and all these guys. And they just, I mean, good luck with that. That would have been a disaster. In a place like Nebraska, where there's way more underground message board dudes and things mm-hmm. happening, something like that Ooh. would have been crazy. Ooh. I mean, yeah. those guys would have feasted on that type discomfort. of material. Discomfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be, that would have been extreme discomfort for everybody. No. So with that conversation about Nebraska's place in the West Division, you know, I thought it was notable when Rule was talking today on Monday about how you know, he's really is further emphasizing that idea that you know, Nebraska is a defensive team. And yes. They need their defense to play like it. Yes. And so for Nebraska to have a chance at taking advantage of this wide-open opportunity that is their division, it's going to have to be led by their defense. And coming off that game Saturday, how they respond against a – mediocre Illinois offense, I think is going to be really telling. Because if they come out and play like they did against Minnesota, they're going to have every chance in the world to win that game. Then you win that game, all of a sudden, you got some momentum Doors going in your bike. I love, I love the way Rule define. He's very clear about defining his team. I, 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 now, you don't take that for granted because we've been we've covered coaches who didn't do that. Uh, we didn't know what the hell they were on no. offense. Rule today was sort of asked – if if the identity's forming, I don't know exactly what the question was, but he said we, ha- you know, he said we have an identity on offense. Mm-hmm. God, it's nice to hear a coach say that. Whereas Bo, one day, Bo Pelini, one day, I don't know what year it was, but I pulled him aside. I thought I'd get a little scoop and say, just, 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 can you just kind of lay out your offensive identity? They were struggling. 
And he just looked me in dead in the eye and goes, we're multiple. And I was like, Take thanks. Take the defense. Thanks. I'll, I'll go my way now without a, a story. But the <laughs> um, rule today, what did he say? No, we we know what we are. We want to run the ball. We want to pound it at you. We want to run some option. Mm-hmm. We want to run play action. Yep. There you go. There's said, your identity. He said, "Don't confuse a lack of success like Saturday as a lack of identity. Right. Like they know what they are. Now it's a matter of executing that identity at a higher level. Pound the ball, play action, mix in some option, lean on your defense. Body blows. Yeah, body. Right. Blows. All right. When we come back, Abby Barmore will join the discussion um, after her busy weekend of juggling football, volleyball. She's got another busy weekend, by the way, of the big wedding." Um, oh, so boy. oh boy! We'll hear all about that next. You're listening <laughs> oh, here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Zippel, Robert Washett, Abby Barmore. Uh, before we get into the mailbag, this segment of the show brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure future, and they're looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit Bauer Underground to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, new top-of-the-line equipment, and a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. Bauer will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience that you'll need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view the testimonials from current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, the company culture, and the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned, with crews around the state of Nebraska, wherever you live, Bauer has an opportunity for you. For more information, like Bauer Underground on Facebook or visit BauerUnderground.com. Come start your new career today. Uh, thank you again to Bauer Underground for sponsoring us here on the Husker Online Show. Abby, what is the first question here in the mailbag? Well, first of all, first of all, I have to clear up that I'm not getting married. I'm just in a wedding. <laughs> so, uh, hey, rumors we didn't even get around to your wedding, Abby. That's awesome. And, <laughs> it's just one she of my best her, friends from high school. She planned her wedding on a Husker Road game to yeah, make sure you're out of town. Well, and then I didn't have to work too. So thanks for clarifying that. that. That needed clarification. Well, okay, we better hear some wild, crazy Abby Barmore stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, our first question. Are we ready? Yes. Um, how many more games do you think Nebraska will realistically win this season? Well, they got seven guys. Can they, is there four in there? I mean, that's the question. I really think they can get four. I, I believe too. that. And I think this weekend, though, is the key. Yeah. Like, how does Friday look? Yeah. If they go out and win, as a, and it's a, basically a pick em game, four-point, three-point Illinois line. It's basically a line that we don't know what the hell is going to happen with either one of these two teams. Mm-hmm. Whoever decides to want to really turn their season around is going to win this game. Yeah, that's a good analysis. And if they could win that game, look at the next three. I mean, look at these next three. Northwestern. Now, Purdue's getting tougher by the day. Now, the Purdue-Iowa game this weekend will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Northwestern is next. Yeah. Northwestern's not playing badly, but they just lost Ben Bryant, their quarterback. I don't know for how long, but he went down – Against Penn State, if he's not available, oh yeah, you. I mean, then then you should be a six to seven point favorite. Purdue tough, but not you know unwieldy. It's in Lincoln at Michigan State. If you now, Sean, if you win, it's going to be close. Maryland is playing really well. Yeah, that's one's tough. At Wisconsin and I, then Iowa. Yeah, I, I, you can definitely find four. But Sean is one hundred percent right. If you lose this game, huh, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, can the team really withstand tough. two straight weeks of? Fan blows because yeah. it will be two weeks between games after they if, after the Illinois game. Maybe not fan blows if they play okay. But if they play if they play like a Minnesota effort, but again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I mean, this is not a great Illinois team. No, no, it's not a great Minnesota team. Though. It's not a great Nebraska team. But so. the reality is, Nebraska has proven that when they play, they have a ceiling that these next four games are all winnable. In my opinion, okay. as long as they don't turn the ball over and they play defense the way that they're capable of, they can have a chance to win every single one of them, and probably should win every single one of them. Okay, next question. In recent years, Nebraska has consistently made a top five list for big recruits. Is winning the only thing that is stopping them from getting commitments from the top talent? Oh, it's it's a little bit of everything, but yeah, I think you know everyone is so quick to point out NIL, like oh, we got to get our NIL together. No, it. I mean, the the market is the market, and. 
Nebraska can offer competitively what it's going to take to get guys, but when there's three or four other top programs doing the same type of offer, I mean, it is tough. Yeah, I think Brandon Baker was highly interested in Nebraska. Dylan Raiola was interested in Nebraska, but the state of the program and where it's at today, I think, makes it tough for those guys to turn down Texas and Georgia oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and schools like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. come on. It's winning. No doubt. I mean, not, and, and I get reminded sometimes. I mean, this drought, this bull drought is is getting scary, right? I mean, it's it could go on. It's getting scary long. I mean, yeah, no, it's winning. That's Talk what about it can is. they find four wins to prevent a seven year bull drought? Oh God! Think I about mean, that. Sean, come on. Who, how many team? How many teams have gone seven years without a bull? Is it down no, to one? No power fives. Great. That's one. I mean, this you're going pre debate. I mean. About. You know, pre-Devaney, before Devaney got here, they only played in two bowl games in history, a Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and then an Orange Bowl, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then Devaney obviously got them rolling into a bowl almost every year, and then Osborne was every year. And so to be at that point again, you're right. I mean, you're talking about a place where Nebraska hasn't been since, like, the 50s. Right. That's Yeah, so there you go, Rabby. Keep going. Next question. Okay. What are your thoughts on the O-line prote- protection, and who do you think has improved the most since the season started? I mean, Ben Hart, I think he had a rough game last week, but I think he had he's improved. You know, a lot of it, again, is if they could run the ball, those guys become better pass blockers because then the threat of the play action's there. When they can't run the ball and they're predictable, the line's going to be what it is. We know what this line is because we've been watching the same line since mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's the same guys. Pretty much. Go yeah. ahead, Rob. Yeah, I mean, like Sean said, the, the pass protection and obvious passing situations have been bad. Um, the run blocking outside of the Michigan game has been pretty good. You know, they were averaging over 200 yards a game yeah. going into that. Right. I and mean, that's hard to knock that. Right. And then his biggest improvement is no question, Ben Hart. Like he was grading out as one of the worst tackles in college football. And now he's one of the strengths of that unit. So yeah, <laughs> easy answer there. Interesting on Saturday against Michigan, they didn't rotate New Ely out. Um, they no Lutowski. Yeah. They didn't yeah. play Lutowski at struggled. all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing. Um, yeah, I'd say Ben Hart's the most improved. And you don't want this conversation to be colored too much by the Michigan game because because they had played pretty well mm-hmm. um, in the last couple games against, you know, in, insufficient. I mean, foes that weren't very good. Next there question. Go. Keep okay. going. This is one of my favorite questions, but I'm a little biased here. Is Harper Murray Nebraska's best athlete on campus at their respective sport? If hmm. not, who's the most, most athletic? Good Sorry, question. Best, Wait, best Athlete or best player? Athletic. Just like the athletic. highest profile. The, no, the best uh, athlete, yeah. Best Jordan Ball. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, but she's she is highly athletic. I would say Jordan Ball, you're right. I mean, yeah. I would probably peg her because of she's a national champion. Right. So, pitcher. All-American. All, she's the best. Two-time All-American. Pitcher. You got, you got Olympic gold medalists in track if we're going to go that route. Who is that? Are we, are, we, are we counting like Jim Hartung still? No, no. I mean, oh, we're talking about right now. Current. We're talking current. about right oh, now. Currently. Yeah. No, they, yeah, I'm they, not, not talking about Merlene Adi at this point. We're No, this is current. Current. Who, who's the current gold medal athlete? They did, uh, this is uh, the outdoor this summer. They had guys win gold. That are, I don't know. We still sh- here? Who's that? I, I they put it out. I don't, I don't know, have it okay, available. I, I just remember seeing the tweets. The throwers. Oh, it's at least two throwers. Okay. Oh, they but they weren't. I mean, it wasn't an Olympic year. Though. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know who. International that competition. Okay. Okay. Well, they weren't NCAA <laughs> champions, were they? I don't no. know, Sean. Sean I don't I'm have gonna, this. Let's go with another name. I'm, um, I'm going to go with. Bring this Ball. up later. Jordan Ball. Jordan Ball. Um, what do you think, Abby? About yeah, Harper, how about you? About Harper you Murray. The best I mean, eval. I. I, w- I would say Jordy just because she's actually won a national championship too, actually, in her first two years of playing college ball. So, I mean, Harper's not at that point yet, and she's very good, but I don't know if she's the best at her position either on the team. I mean, she's really young. So, Think of the gold medals you have on campus now, though. You have Jim Hartung, Jordan Larson. Um, I mean, there's some pretty accomplished coaches that were uh, – Paul Morales. I mean, yep. the swimming coach for the women's team yep. um, was a gold medalist. I mean, there's well, and I'd say Lori Sipple was a gold medalist. No relation. Yeah, no relation. <laughs> I think they she had was a gold medalist for Canada. Nebraska had two national champion javelin throwers. Okay. Keep going. Rima Otabor and Dash Sermon. Okay. You really 
They're national champions. They're national champs. How many of those are in this yeah, university? No. <laughs> Jordan Ball. <Jeez. Bass. laughs> Fair. Okay. All right. Fair. F- final question. We need to talk okay. about facial cream immediately. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go our ahead. last one. So you guys have met a lot of athletes and coaches. Has there been anyone that you've been really excited to meet or a little starstruck? It, and it doesn't have to be a Husker coach or player. I met Coach Prime. Oh. Um, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. At the Army All American Bowl one year, because he was um, the I mean he he was a guardian. Yeah, he, he was with Noel Divine. Okay, and you know he walked through, and I just okay. pro, I interviewed him, and I was but I was nervous. I mean, I, bet. like I, I mm-hmm. kind of barged. I got an interview for him when I was with Rivals, but then Coach Nick Saban um, back in '08 at the Senior Bowl, um, he was actually going after Sean Watson to be his OC. And Sean Watson turned him down. This was after Saban's first year at Alabama when they didn't go to a bowl game. They okay, struggled. Okay. Whoops. Um, and Watson turned that position down. I went to Greg McElway uh, or McElwain or Jim, 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 Jim McElwain. Jim, Jim sorry, McElwain. Jim McElwain. Um, and, and instead of Sean Watson. Um, but I reported that, and I remember Bo Pelini calls you and says, you better tell your boy Callahan, he better have this story right. Because if he's wrong on this Watson thing, he's mm-hmm. done. done. And so I was hell-bent to prove Bo Pelini wrong. Because you were starstruck by Bo Pelini. Well, because he was <laughs> a bully. And I sat, I'll tell the story now, I sat by the Cleveland Browns offensive line coach mm-hmm. on the plane to, to Mobile, who coached with Watson at Colorado. Mm. He tells me on the flight, he goes, Nebraska better pay Sean Watson. That's mm. all I'll tell you. And basically said, I talked to him about the Alabama job. So that was my source. I could say it's 15, 20 years later. You got, you got that off your chest. And when, and Nick Saban said, no, I'm not talking. I went at him again, and I got him. Mm-hmm. And um, Saban confirmed that Watson was approached by him and turned it down. So, I, But I was I was a little nervous. I got it. I got it. Okay, Rob, who's yours? Uh, Starstruck. Going way back in the day to 2005 or six. Yeah, 2006. I was uh, writing for, I believe I was still with the Daily Nebraska, and, and Texas Tech came yeah. to the Vanny Center. Bob Knight. Bob, oh, Knight. Bob Knight. Bob Knight. And they pulled out a close win. Jarius Jackson had 41 points in a disappointing win for Nebraska. But I went and covered the, the Texas A&M, or sorry, the Texas Tech postgame, and it was just in their locker room. And yeah. you know, Bob Knight just kind of sitting there, cross-armed, whatever, and like... I was standing there right he's with He's an you. intimidating presence. He is. Especially like with media. Yeah. And you know, I wanted to make make sure that I didn't get like berated. And so right. I threw this like softball question about Jerry's Jackson and he gave me a great answer. He's like really receptive to it. And that was my claim to fame. That's a good, I did one. not get yelled at. That's by a, Bob I Knight. forgot about that. Yeah, I, those early tech Bob Knight deals and, and mm-hmm. you couldn't get close to him. Remember like the media wanted to kind of get their mics up and he, and it was the rule. You had to give Bob Knight distance. He was, I mean, there was only like four or five of us around him. And yeah, I was he, around him too. No, yeah. that was a good one. That, I would have, I wish I, I don't know if I've been Terribly starstruck by anybody who was just cool to meet, like somebody cool to meet. You Leon Spinks was cool to meet because I met him at I, I ate with him at Village Inn. Talking about coaches, um, not retired boxers. Well, uh, I mean, I was a little intimidated by Urban Meyer because I respected him so much. When did you interview that, Urban? Uh, at Big Ten Media Days. Oh, okay. It was that type of deal. And I was still kind of nervous to ask. I don't know why I was nervous to ask him a question just because of what he'd done, I suppose. That that answer doesn't age particularly well now. But um, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know that I've ever been all overly starstruck by anybody. Maybe Switzer a little bit. Um, but not terribly. Not terribly. I'd say Bob Knight would be about as close as I could get. He called you, right, once? Yeah. yeah Did you tell I, that story? It's we were sort kind of, of up bragging. Again. I mean, it was it was typical Bob Knight, but it wasn't. I mean, it, I don't like tell it because it was sort of interesting the way it went down. He it was back before if it, if it wasn't before cell phones, it was still when they would call your office number. And I got a call on my office phone, and it was a secretary and said Bob Knight would like to talk to you. And it was it was after. He had been in town. I wrote a long column about him. I was a huge fan. I was a huge fan of Bob Knight. Uh, I mean, he's my favorite coach of all time. And so I was like, oh, boy. Um, And then what Knight did was the scary thing. He started the conversation by going, you think you're a pretty good sports writer, don't you? And I was like, "Um, well, you know, I got a lot to learn. um, But, you know, I'm pretty confident. And he, uh, 
he goes, well, he wrote a hell of a column about me, and I really appreciate nice. it. Yeah, and, it, and we had a nice conversation. But the way he started it, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was really, it was a little scary at first. That's a great story. I, yeah, not too scary. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my favorite coach calling me, you know, so that was good. All right, when we come back. <laughs> Sorry we, about that. <laughs> I wish we were in our off-season format where we could go a little longer on yeah, this. No, things, no, but, no. Uh, just when we come back, we'll talk off. Big Ten games next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Final segment uh, before we get into some Big Ten discussion this weekend and last weekend's games. This segment, Steve Sipple, brought to you by our friends at Larson Motors. If you are looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Yes, Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one spot. Finding your new Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram has never been easier. Start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com. That's LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. And when you're on that bye weekend, get down and sip. Tell them to get it's down. Not, to, yeah, go I mean, go down to the Applejack Festival and stop at Larson. Yeah, I don't know when the Applejack Festival is. It's got to be. I mean, is it ongoing? It's a full. I mean, you fall, go to Nebraska. Nebraska City's like Nebraska. I need to get down there. I do need to get down there. Just right down Highway Two. Um, I have taken the hog there. It's a little rough trip on a hog, actually. <laughs> um, just the highway situation, but yeah, get get down there to Nebraska City and check it out. I need to do that. That's a good. Uh, that's a good bye week. Bye week homework for you. Yeah, bye week. Homework. All right, uh, let's get into Big Ten games quickly. Uh, Northwestern fell as we mentioned earlier. Penn State won forty one thirteen in Evanston. Minnesota got more than they could handle, but were able to pull ahead and take out Louisiana thirty five twenty four. I think one of the surprises of the weekend was Purdue's dominating win forty four nineteen over Illinois. How about Maryland? 44-17 winners over Indiana. Tom Allen fired his offensive coordinator after that game. Not a good uh, deal going on there in Bloomington as the Hoosiers now 2-3. and three. Michigan over Nebraska, 45-7. Rutgers played Wagner. They're now 4-1 and one with a 52-3 win over Wagner. And then Iowa, uh, Caden McNamara now out for the season, but they go to 4-1 and one with a 26-16 win over Michigan State. Your big takeaway from Week 5. Uh, it wasn't a good slate. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't much there. Uh, Northwestern got my attention a little bit, but them losing Ben Bryant to injury. Now you got to watch. I don't know how long he's out, but Ben Bryant. It's a name not a lot of people know, but he'd been he'd been good for Northwestern. He's he's played well. Um, that's one. And of course, the Purdue game get, really mm-hmm. gets your attention. Purdue put 17 points on Illinois in the third quarter. Brett Bielema 21. 21. Thank you, Rob. Brett Bielema said the words, we unraveled. Um, not good. Uh, so those kind of stand out. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I think that that Illinois game, I, I mean, it was a pick em. It was a, you know, the point spread is even. And so yeah. for a team to get beat like that, considering it's a year one coach that was on Bielema's staff, I mean, that that got my attention. Advantage, though. I mean, that's a, I would say, a sizable advantage for Purdue in that game that Ryan Walters had spent two years at Illinois as the defensive coordinator, knew that personnel intimately. I mean, knows, knew it back, you know, it, inside and out. It's like when Tom Osborne, um, now I'm blanking on his name, but when he, was at, when he went to Washington State from his staff, then Osborne opened the year, the next year with Washington State. John Feynman was on that staff. Um, yeah, so you're talking about Jim Walden? Jim, no, Jim Walden was uh, the, the head coach of, of Washington State, then he I went to Missouri. Say, yeah, um, say, don't kill But me. Osborne kill. had an open. Yeah. Like that next year. Yeah. And Washington State obviously knew the Osborne personnel. Mm-hmm. And they the old timers are going to kill us, Sean. Oh, how do I not know? I just yeah, finished the, the, my I turned my book in. The this old week. timers are going to kill us for not getting this name. They're going to kill us, Sean. You better get it. All right, you guys Rob, stall. I get Rob, it. The Minnesota game was notable. In the sense that they were heavy favorites, like nine and a half, ten, and they were losing at halftime to Louisiana. Yeah, like that's if true. you're a Nebraska fan watching the game, you're like what's going on? Now they ended up winning and covering, barely thirty-five twenty-four. But that was, you know, kind of one of those concerning games, especially with what was happening to Nebraska in their own right. And then Iowa beating Warm Michigan, 
the way that yeah, Warren Powers, the way that they did without their quarterback. That was that was notable. That shows that you know maybe they can still be Iowa even without that that quarterback position. Warren Powers. Rest in peace, by the way, Warren Powell. And I talked to Jim Wallen, who replaced Warren Powers for my book, and Jim Wallen is outstanding still. Like when you talk to him, I mean, he is, and he's in his eighties, right? He, I mean, he is with it. Yeah, he like, is with it. Some he's, of my, the best stories I got for the book. I mean, he gave me some excellent material. Well, back in the day, Sean, at the newspaper, if I needed a column, there's times I would just call Walden. I mean, he, you understand why he was he was amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing interview. He's a good interview. Yeah. You could tell, like, he told, he made a joke because he beat Osborne with Iowa State. You yes, know? he did. It was Osborne's worst loss. It was a nightmare loss. He said, I told Tom I messed up his record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Iowa State won that day 19 to 12. Frazier. Yeah, it was Tommy Frazier, and, and Iowa State beat him in, in uh, Ames. It was, a, it, was a, it was a major news story here, I'll tell you that. Mm. All right, Nebraska at Illinois this weekend, Friday, 7 o'clock. Then Saturday, Maryland at Ohio State. That's going to get an interesting game on Fox. Oh, yeah. Big noon kickoff. Uh, Deion Sanders will take a break from big noon kickoff and let the Big Ten have it back. <laughs> um, Rutgers <laughs> at Wisconsin. Another intriguing game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really um, intriguing. Wisconsin's really intriguing. a two-touchdown favorite. That's yeah, ridiculous. That's surprising. Okay, that's ridiculous. It is. Rutgers has a real defense. They got a quarterback, too. Now, yeah, they have a quarterback, and they have a real defense. I'm on the record as saying that's a ridiculous line. Northwestern is playing Howard. Yeah, that's... Kept that one off the pick sheet, by the way. <laughs> I, I, might, I should have put that on there, Sip, just so I give you some wins. Oh, Ooh. thanks, Sean. Sheeman. Just... <laughs> um, Purdue... <laughs> Sip takes that he's... He, he, you're, you're gaining some ground. Yeah. Um, I'm not per- last, by the way. Jim Rose is whooping up right now. All right, let's um, not talk. Purdue about that. over Iowa. Purdue or, at or Iowa. Purdue at Iowa. Two and a <laughs> half points. Now, two and a half point favorite for Iowa in that game. Hmm. Um, that's a that's a tough pick right now. And then um, Michigan at Minnesota, and that line has jumped. It's now twenty and a half. Whoa, that's a big line. That's a big edge for a visiting team. But, well, that's an eight possession game. Oh my god! You know, that, that's the kind of game where both teams won't have probably more than eight possessions. Twenty points. That is big. That seems a little big to me. Now the other one you didn't—I don't think you mentioned the line for Ohio State. That's—I think it's seventeen and a half. Is it nineteen and a half? Yeah. Oh my God, that's 19. big. That is big. I mean, I'm not a gambler at all. I obvious for obvious reasons, but but man, I'd be tempted to take Maryland to cover and Rutgers and Rutgers to cover. Yeah, thank you. All right, God, well, lots to follow. Those are huge uh, lines, and we will be live after the game as well. Post game show from Champaign. We're hauling the equipment. We're going to do it right. And have a good time. Hopefully, we're talking about a Husker win. Oh God! Seven o'clock game. We're, we're shooting for eleven thirty post game, right? Okay. Eleven thirty. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. The game will be over by nine or ten thirty, though. Oh God, that's going to be hard, guys. It might be twelve. Yeah, it might be hard because a lot, it's just I know people don't want to hear all this journalist talk, but we it's, sometimes you're writing during the game. It's not that bad at all. A like, lot will depend on how the game goes. Yeah, if Nebraska's mm-hmm. sprinting off, that'd be great. You just Start writing the. But we will try to be on before midnight um, for hopefully a very spirited post game show. Uh, Getting more popular every week. 15, 20,000 viewers every week watch our post game show. Uh, So make sure you join us on the Husker Online YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us here at Husker Online. Try us out for a month at HuskerOnline.com. Please. One month right now for $1. For Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, signing off here for the Husker Online show. I'm Sean Callahan. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.